Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. So we're going to keep this short and simple and sweet. Y'all ready? Y'all know this scripture, so we don't have to dig too deep in our Bibles, right? But you can open them anyway. Because you need to read it again. John 3.16. All right, everybody know that scripture, right? We see it everywhere. We see it when we're watching sports. We see it on TV. We see it on entertainment. Everybody's quoting John 3.16. We always have, always will, right? Because God so loved the world. Say it if you know it. Oh, okay. That he gave his only begotten son. think that side I'm going to get the nod this morning. Amen. But whoever, whosoever, whomever, wherever they are, anybody, everybody, somebody, (laughs) if you believe in him, if you believe in him, You won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. Amen. And then it goes on to say after that, right? Him who believes on him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. So don't be worried about nobody else putting you under condemnation. You done did it to yourself. If you don't believe. All right. All right, don't judge me. I'm sorry, let me keep reading. All right. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Amen. So, God gave his only begotten Son. So we won't perish. We can have everlasting life. We see from that scripture that God uh, planned even before the beginning of time to have a way of exhibiting his love towards us by giving up something that's so very dear to him. By giving himself, giving himself in the form of his son for you and I. What a great love. I I wanted to share this scripture and talk from this, just this scripture because we're in the giving season. Amen? Amen. It's Christmas time, Merry Christmas. Oh, that wasn't how they sung it, was it? But it was Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time. And we're in a time where we're giving, we're receiving. I know y'all like to get gifts. I like to get gifts. Where's my daughter? I saw. She always got me a good gift. I'm hoping this year. Amen. Just want to put it out there right quick. Out there. But like, we're, we're giving, we're receiving. We, we're hoping to get that good gift, that perfect gift. That gift that's going to last forever, but how many of you know the gift that we can give, they don't last forever. The, the, the material things, the things that we spend hours upon hours in the, in the mall and in the stores searching for and 
fighting for no, don't y'all be fighting out there, Mom. Snatching at and all that good stuff. They don't last forever. But we see here just from this one scripture that God has given us. He said he so loved us that he gave us the perfect gift. He gave us the gift that will never stop giving. He gave us a gift that will satisfy all the desires, all the needs. And even the wants when he sees it's the right time to give you some of those wants. Because some of y'all want some stuff that you don't need to have. <laughs> but he, he's given us a gift that will take care of all the circumstances and situations and all the needs of life. He's given us his son, Jesus Christ. That is the perfect gift, not just for Mike, but for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. There's no greater need that we'll have in this lifetime than the need of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And God said, even from the beginning of time, he said, listen, I know I, my wife was sitting up front, so I was picking on her early in the first service. So Alfie and Joy, y'all get it from Glenda, y'all get it, y'all up front. He said, I know I created Alfie, and I know she's going to do some stuff. But all right, all right, I got a gift for you. I got what you need to get you right. All right, who am I picking on that? Just call out your name. He said, I know that I had a plan to bring you into this earth. I knew sin would be introduced into this earth. And it came by way of Adam. And that you just by default. It ain't always default. We always find a way to indulge in the sin nature, right? Because sin was the nature of mankind when the fall happened. But he said, I knew you were coming. I already had a plan. Just for you. Just for you. Just for me. So God loved us, and we see it here in the book of John. He so loved us that he gave his son, but that happened even before we were. Because God's love, there's no measurement for the love he has for us. We'll talk about it a little later, but God created us because he wanted to have someone in his image and likeness to fellowship with. Amen. We want to fellowship with one another, right? We want to have right fellowship with our brothers and our sisters and even people of the world. And many of us have right fellowship with people of the world more so than our brothers and sisters. All right, I wasn't supposed to go there. Let's keep going. Amen. I'm slipping. I'm slipping, y'all. Y'all, y'all hold me. Hold me straight. Keep me straight. Keep me straight. But the fellowship with God, his love is for fellowship. His love is for that intimate interaction with uh, that we can have with not only him, him but one another. Amen. He so loved us that he wants us to have that intimacy with one another. And he did that and made a way by sending us the perfect gift. So as we talk about gifts, and I'm going to move on. I got some points, Corey. Here we go. Not yet, not yet. Hold on, Corey, not yet. All right. Corey got to keep me on track. Well, as we talk about giving gifts during this season, we all looking for the right gifts. I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, most of us looking for the right shirt, jacket, sports gear. All right, ladies, shoes, purses, all those stuff. Jewelry, I don't know. Jewelry, I'm hitting it. All those things. We looking, we, we hoping. We hope we get the, 
the right gift this year. I'm hoping that I get that Mercedes. No, it ain't gonna happen. I ain't even hoping for that. <laughs> she ain't buying that. She ain't buying it. She ain't buying it. No, but we're hoping. We're hoping. We're keeping hope alive. No, but we're hoping. We're hoping that the people that's gonna give us gifts, they, they have us in mind. You know, they know they've been having communication with us. They've been talking with us. They, now, we do it in our family. We ask questions. Hey, what you want? Hey, we, I ask God because I don't want to take the guesswork out of it for me because I am bad at giving gifts. I told, it my, I told on myself at the first service, I, my wife was sitting right up here. I said, honey, I'm sorry. Because she is the best gift giver. I'm the worst. That's why we married. <laughs> Got to balance that thing out. Balance it out. She gives some good gifts. I just ask what you, what you want. I, I, you know, it's all right. Fellas, don't feel bad if you got to ask the question. Ask the question. Just make sure you get the gift. <laughs> when, you, when you get the answer, make sure you get it. Make sure you get it. But uh, I'm bad at giving gifts. So I'm doing better, though. I was, I was telling the early congregation we were playing a game, and we had a couple of my wife, my daughter, and her friend, my son and his wife. We were sitting around. We were playing the, the couple's game. And that question came up. When is the last, what is the last gift you gave your wife? And I just sat there. I was smiling, though. <laughs> Tried to keep it a happy moment because I couldn't think of it. I was like, oh, no. I said, Mike, this is really bad. What an example you're setting for your children. <laughs> but they already know that, yeah, Dad. We know you don't know that. I'm, I'm bad at it. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better. She got some gifts for Christmas, y'all. Don't, don't y'all think I ain't buying no gifts. But guess what I did, fellas? I asked a question. Which one do you want? Which you want? <laughs> so we hoping we get the right gifts, right? We hoping the person is thinking of us. We hoping they care about us. We hoping that they're going to get that gift that's going to really bless our lives, right? But sometimes we get those gifts, and you look at that gift and you say, what is this? Why did you do this to me? <laughs> You know, and it's ironic because God has given us the perfect gift, the gift that we will never need anything else. And sometimes we put it on the shelf, put it in the garage, and we say, what is this? More importantly, who is this? I don't need them right now. I'm doing my thing. I got this thing called life covered. I'm just talking about me. Y'all looking at me strange. I'm just talking about me. There are times in my life I've said, listen, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to ask God for wisdom. I don't have time because I got to get this done now. I got to make a decision. I got to make a move. But God said, listen, if you ask, I'll give. If If you ask, I'll give. So sometimes we put the gift, the very gift that's a necessity in our lives, we put it on the shelf. We hide it in the closet. We're not willing to utilize that gift because we need to maintain control over our destiny and our lives. The book of James says this. It says, God is the giver. He said, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect gift. And the New Testament also speaks, he said, you being... Now, I ain't talking about nobody, but if it fits. (laughs) You being evil, if you can give good gifts, how much more 
So that lets us know the measure that we think that we're giving something good, God gives so much more. He does so much more. He's willing to impart to us so much more than we can ever give or impart to those who we say we love. Because the scripture once again says, God so loved the world. Think about that. God's not just talking about believers in that scripture. He said he loves the world. That very scripture says enemies, he loves them. Atheists, he loves them. Sinners, he loves them. Guess why? Because he don't want them to be sinners anymore. He don't want them to be non-believers anymore. He don't want them to be the downtrodden no more. He said, I love you so much, I'm going to give you a gift. It's going to take care of all that. Now, am I saying that as soon as you accept Jesus Christ, you accept that gift, that all of a sudden life will be roses. If that is true, somebody tell me where I missed it. Everything hasn't been perfect, but Jesus tells us that we won't have a perfect life. We're going to have trials and tribulations. We're going to go through. But the testing of our faith. It's the building us up. The, the, those trials and tribulations are, are to build us up, up. That our faith in him, our belief in him will be stronger to endure those times. So God has given even the world the gift. Acts talks about that even when the, 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 the church was gathering together. And he said, listen. He said, the, God gives the gift to the Jews and the Gentiles because they was acting up. You know, like we do as church folk, we act up. He said, God, it's, I give Jesus Christ. He for us. And, you know, y'all don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. Uh-uh. Jesus is just for the church. Yeah, well, Jesus is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. But Jesus came to save the world. And guess what? Before you got saved, you was part of the world. So he came just for you. Now he came, no, he came for me too. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He came for us. He came for us when we were already in our sin. The Bible tells us when we were yet sinners, he loved us. So we have to remember that. When we talk about giving gifts, sometimes people won't appreciate the gift you have, the gift you're giving. We got to remember that. God did it from the motivation of love. When you give a gift, make sure your motivation is because I care for that person. I love that person. I want to bless that person. Not I'm giving this gift, and when I open mine, I know <laughs> I better have something good in here. Now, when I, when I was young, I, I know, and my kids do it. I'm going to talk because they hear I'm talking about them. they like, that. only time we come and see him preach, he talk about us. But uh, I know when I, and they get it from me because we used to count, me and my, it's eight of us. I'm the younger of eight. We used to count gifts, how many they got. <laughs> we gift counters in our house. And they start doing it too, though. And me and my wife know, we're like, all right, now we got to make sure we get them five and up four. You know, got to make sure we keep the count up. 
I don't think it's changed. They're all adults now. I don't know if it's changed, though. I think they'd still be over in the corner talking about one, two. I think they still count. But we used to be gift counts. That's what we did. It was always, I need to have as many. And when I open them, they better be as good. Because I'm talking about, I ain't going to talk about my mom and dad through their face. Talk about them a little later. But we, you know, we're going to talk. Oh, why you get this? Why you? And then we complain about what we receive. God's given each of us gifts. He's given us different gifts. He's given us gifts to bless other people. The gifts we receive, therefore, they to bless you. Because somebody loves you, somebody cares. God gives us gifts to bless other people because we need to show them how much we love them, how much we care. We need to show this world that's out there lost, that's out there dying. That's out there perishing. We need to show them that there's a God that loves them. And he sent his gift for them. So here's my point. I thought it was like point. I thought you was finished. Amen. First point. There's some benefits to this gift that we receive. Amen. First point, Corey. Benefits. You got me. All right. I mess with Corey because Corey always mess with me. Tell my Mike where my points at. And I give him one and I forget to give him two and three. But they in there somewhere, Corey. I keep telling you, they in there somewhere. So there's benefits to receiving the gift that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Amen? One of the things Jesus did when he left and he ascended on high, he said, I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you believe. See, all this has that precursor of you believing in him. He said, I'm going to send another for you. I'm going to send someone that's going to be with you. He's going to comfort you. He's going to lead and guide you in all truth. How many of y'all need to know the truth about what's happening in our lives? We need to know the truth, right? We need to live by the truth. We need to walk in truth. He said, I'll be the light. You have to be the light. So I have to give you the truth of the word that you can be the light to a dying world. So he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to give you the gift of faith. Say, how can we follow him? How can we know him if we don't have faith and believe in him? He said, I'm going to give you the gift of faith. He said, I'm going to give you a gift of victorious living, abundant living, all these things. If we look in the world, he said, I'm going to give you wisdom, right? We need to be, <laughs> knowledge and wisdom to me sometimes is synonymous because I think, oh, Lord, I need to be a little bit smarter. And then I, know how, I need to know how to use that smartness. <laughs> so I need it all, Lord. I need all of it. I need all of it. Help me. So he gives you the gift of wisdom. He said, James, he tells you, if we just ask, he gives you all the wisdom you need. Solomon prayed a good prayer. He said, help me, Lord, to take care of your people. Ask for wisdom. Brother got wisdom and a whole lot more to go with it. Amen. Amen. Made him one of the wealthiest and richest persons to ever live. Because he asked and requested the right thing from God. We also get the benefit of being able to live free. Free to worship, free from being religious, bound by laws and rules that kind of bounds us up, whereas though we, we're, we're leading people in such a way that if they don't say and do and act and walk according to your way, because that's what religion does. Religion gets you to walk in according to the one who want to dominate over you. 
So if you don't walk according to their way, then you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're on your way. They'll put you in condemnation. With the word of God, the Holy Spirit tells us that he's going to come and he'll convict us. Whereas though he's going to make us feel a certain way where we know that we have to get this thing right with God. He's not going to condemn us because we know who the gift is. So he gives us the gift of being able to live in freedom from all those things, self, uh, hate, shame, guilt because of the sins that we may have uh, uh, participated in in the past. That gift allows us to be free from that guilt. But there's there's one thing I want to say that's maybe the greatest gift or or a great benefit into receiving that gift. And that's just the very relationship with Christ. Paul said it this way. He said, that I might know him. See, it was something about knowing Christ that Paul said, listen here. I, I, I know I've been called. I know what he did with me on the road to Damascus. Because, you know, when I fell off that horse, that wasn't pretty. But he said, I know that I've seen. I know that I've experienced what I experienced. But that I might know him. That's not enough for me. Paul said, I need to know him. See, not knowing God, and I mentioned this earlier, says we're enemies of God. We're still part of the world system. We're still living according to what man has dictated the right way of living to be. But to know God, point number two, Corey. To know him and be in fellowship with him, I think that's the greatest benefit of receiving the gift. Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you into the end of the age. I'm going to walk with you. It's important that after we acknowledge in our relationship with Christ the benefits he gives, we have to make sure we really, as Paul said, get to know him. Now, a lot of times we hear just, yeah, read my word. You know, people tell you, I read my word. I had a gentleman I was doing some business with. Now, I knew him prior to salvation. Amen. Now, I ain't going to tell y'all my business. i tell y'all later. i tell y'all later. But I knew him prior to salvation, so we just were hanging out, partying, all that good stuff. But then, you know, after we, still, we were doing some business together, and I had given my life to the Lord, and I'm in pursuit. I'm trying to live right. And me and him doing some business. And he, felt, you know, he knew I had given my life to the Lord, and we're standing, we're talking. And uh, he said, yeah, I know the scripture. And brother knew the scripture. He was quoting stuff. And I'm telling you, it's bad when you're sitting there and you're sharing that you're a Christian and you, you know, saying how much you love the Lord. And he quoting scripture. You're like, man, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. <laughs> he quote more scripture than you. He, I mean, he on it, too, because once I thought about it, I said, yeah, yeah, that is what that's saying. Okay. Okay. But in the ne- very next breath, he cussing and talking about, I mean, he's going at it because that was his personality. But he knew the scripture, but he didn't know Christ. There's a difference of knowing the scripture and knowing the person of the scripture. And God has given us the gift, not just so we can have a gift and we get saved from eternal damnation, but he's given us a gift 
that we can know, that we can live and do life with, that we can count on, that we can call on, that we can expect to answer us in our time of need. He's given us the gift of Jesus Christ, the one, the God who wants to be intimate with us. What a perfect gift. What a perfect gift. I was telling the, the congregation earlier, I watched a couple of, uh, I was on YouTube, but don't ask me how I got here, but I was looking at something else, but seeing this video of a guy was talking about uh, Jesus and how he couldn't be the Christ and how he couldn't be God with us. And he was talking from the standpoint of what we celebrate uh, here at Christmas time, Jesus being born a virgin birth. He said, now that word, when you look it up, it means that she was without a husband. And he just used part of the definition to justify his knowledge of Christ. And we got to be careful because sometimes we'll see those things. You say, yeah, that is what that means. I have to agree with that because he's telling the truth. But Jesus already told her, he said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. You can't get to the Father except by me. So he's sharing his truth by what he came up with intellectually. But he didn't know the person of Christ. Amen. Now we know being a virgin, and I got to fix this because I think early this morning, I just said being a virgin doesn't matter if you're a male, you're with a male or female. I meant, <laughs> let me make sure this is clear. This morning it came out so fast and I, you know, I was told some looks went around the room. I'm just saying that you can be a virgin as a male. All right, that means not being intimate with anyone as a male, man and woman. And you can be a virgin as a female, not being intimate with a woman and a man. I, I, it just came out too fast. Everybody clear on that? All right, all right. I want y'all talking about now. Elder Mike said, no, you ain't going to get me. Pastor won't come in. Elder Mike, I need to see you in my office. <laughs> you ain't going to do me like that. You ain't do me like that. But that was his argument. He said the virgin birth, he said it couldn't have taken place. See, that tells me that's a person that, for one, of course, we know that's a person that doesn't believe. But that's a person that base, is basing things on their own knowledge. Their own understanding. That's a person that hadn't received the gift because he don't have the gift of faith. We are saved by grace through faith. It's the grace of God. But it's our faith in who God is and what he's able to do that causes us to believe in who Jesus Christ is. So it's important that we get to know Christ. We get to have a personal relationship with Christ. You know, people call Christ a lot of things. And we get to know him as different things as we experience him in our lives, right? Of course, we know him as the Messiah, Savior. You know, we call him Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. And he's all these things, right? He's our healer. Uh-huh. But when we pigeonhole him and say he can only be that, that's when we miss it. That means that tells me we haven't spent enough time with him to see what else he wants to do in our lives. We could be going through a crisis, but if we say he's only my provider, so if this healing thing, I got to let the doctors do what they do. I can't, you know, we ain't no healing for me other than through the hospital. Now, praise God for the hospital, but I believe God is the one who created me. I'm believing that he's the one that designed me. 
He's the one that knows my every breath. He knows the number of my days. He knows my coming in, my going out. I believe that God who put me here in this place is the one who knows more about me and has the ability to do whatever he needs to do to heal me. There's a couple passages in the scripture that I talked about earlier, talking about knowing him. And I won't read it all like I did this morning, but we'll talk about Mary and Martha. Jesus had to deal with them when Lazarus had died. There's some dead things, some things that die in our life. Amen. Some things that happen, we think it's all said and done. There ain't no way for us to recoup this. There's no way for this thing to, to come back alive in my life. There's no way for this business to, to really get off and run. I'm talking to myself. There's no way for this relationship really to be the type of relationship I needed to be. I'm not talking to myself. It's <laughs> I gotta fix that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you talking about him? No, I love that. Okay, amen. We good. But some things in our lives that we, we sometimes believe are dead. And Mary and Martha was dealing with the death of their brother. We know the story, right? They went to Jesus, Jesus, if you had been here. Jesus, if you had been here. First Martha, then she went and told Mary. Mary said, came and said the same thing. And Jesus said, if you believe, he said, Lazarus will rise again. And this is what they knew about Jesus. They said, Jesus, we know that anything you ask God, he'll do it. Right? And Jesus said, and, he's, and then they asked, and they said, he's going to come back. We know he's going to rise again in the resurrection. Because they knew the teachings, their traditions. They knew, they believed in the resurrection. They believed in him as a teacher. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, my wife gave me that nugget earlier. But Jesus said to them, because they didn't fully know him. He said, I am the resurrection. He said, so you're waiting on something to happen when you expect it to happen. I'm telling you it's going to happen because I am the one who makes it happen. And he told them, only if you believe. See, there's some things that's dead in our life. We got to believe. We got to say, Lord, this is going on, but I believe. You said, so I believe. You promised, so I believe. I expect you to move. Just like they said, Jesus, we know that anything you ask God, he'll do it. I got to believe that Jesus, anytime I ask you something, you're going to do it. Because the Bible tells me if you ask me anything according to my will, you'll have it. Do we believe? God's given us a great gift. Now, I know it's Christmas time. It's not one of those gifts where you just go and get what we want. It's not one of those gifts we just go ahead and pull from the teller. God, as I said, one of the greatest benefits is he wants a relationship with us. He wants the fellowship with us. There's another instance in getting to know Jesus Christ. And we always talk about old Peter. Peter's my man. But just like the world wants to define Jesus Christ in their own way. Jesus had to ask them. He said, who do men say that I am? What are you hearing on the street? What's the word? What are people saying? And after they gave their answer, John the Baptist, 
all those names. He said, well, now, okay, now you tell me who you say that I am. Because you've been with me. My question to us as believers, who do you say that he is? We have to answer that question. If we pigeonhole him, just make him one thing, the thing that we need in that moment and nothing more, I think we have to do a better job in getting to know him. Jesus wants to be more in our lives than just the one thing that we know. Jesus wants to be more in our lives than just the one experience we've had. Paul said it once again. He said, that I might know him. Paul said, not only, he said this in Philippians, not only that I might know him because he's God. He said, I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. He said, I want to know everything about him. I want to go through everything I need to go through to know him. He said, that I might obtain eternal life. Yes. Yes. Paul said, I need to know him. It's important for you and I to know him. Here's another reason. And this is my third last point, Corey. Bring it on home, partner. Because <laughs> God gifts us that we might be a gift to others. So when you get those gifts this Christmas, amen, it's all right to re-gift it. It's all right to re-gift it. <laughs> when we receive Jesus Christ, it's all right to re-gift them. Because once again, God has gifted each and every one of us in a unique way. So we need to package that up. How God has blessed us, we need to be willing to offer that to someone else. Why, why do we have to re-gift it? That they might know him. That they might know him. The whole point of the gift of Christ is that the world might know him. How will they know him if we don't share the good news of the gospel? That we might know him. So it's all right to re-gift, Amen. But in our re-gifting, we got to do one thing. Now, I didn't mention this earlier, but Colossians talk about putting off that old man, amen, and putting on the new. Some of us want to give the gift of the old. We want to go, f- <laughs> we want to go find them old shoes in the closet, them old purses, and say, yeah, I ain't using this no more. Let me package this up. Strap broke, holes in the bottom of the purse, shoes run down. Yeah, I'm going to give this to him. <laughs> Why we want to give something to someone that we're not willing to use? Make sure you're giving the same gift that you receive. Don't hold back. Some of us need you. There's some gifts out there. I need you. Lord, no. Y'all know me. I need a whole lot of stuff. Y'all keep praying for Elder Mike. But I need your gift. We need your gift as the body of Christ. God has not called us to be in this fellowship alone. He hasn't called us just to take our gift over in the corner and play with it all by ourselves. Know what that's the sign of? Little children. That's what little children do. Immature saints. God has called us to be mature, to continue to be transformed, to continue to grow in our faith. And I love towards him that we might be that conduit that draws others and 
share our gift with them, that they can discover their gift. And guess what happens? They get to re-gift it. But in that process, we help them to get to know him. We help them to get to understand the fullness of who he is. So they'll be ready when the time comes to re-gift the gift. It's important, and I'm going to close with this, probably like three times. But <laughs> it's important that we understand, that was just a heads up for Corey. It's going to be like three times when I close. That's the rule. It's important, it's important that we acknowledge the giver of the gift. There's a lot of people talking about there's a God. They call him a lot of different names. But there's a very impersonal God. It's a God of religion. It's a God of rules. It's a God that is afar off. But that's not the God we serve. We serve the one true and living God who wants that face-to-face with us. He wants to be intimate with us. He knows everything that's going on in our lives. But he wants us to be willing to talk to him and find out what he desires for our lives. So he desires that intimacy, that fellowship with us on a one-on-one basis. Because if we, amen, if we don't get to know him individually, it's all right. It's impossible. It's impossible for us to really offer that gift to anyone else. We can do some good things for people. We can help some people in our natural ability. But it'd be impossible for them to have right fellowship with God if we don't get to know him. It would be impossible for them to receive the ultimate gift that he gives through that perfect gift, which is eternal life with him. We thank you, Lord. So I say to you today, there's benefits when you receive the gift. We have to get to know not only what the gift is, but who the gift is. And once we get to know them, it's important that we re-gift the gift. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for his word. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. 
once again. Thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.